0: And welcome to We Are Weezer, episode fifty one, The Angel and the One, and I'm here today with Nikki and Lo. Hi. Hello. <laughs> welcome back. It's Thank been a long you. time.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been forever. <laughs>
0: Before we jump into a little interview with Nikki, let me tell you about We Are Weezer. We're a podcast about Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and we have two kinds of episodes. We have a song review episode, like today, where my guest host and I scour the internet to find fun details and facts on your favorite Weezer songs. We give you all the details and review it, and then we rate it using our special rating system, which is super secret. Uh, We also have perfect situations where we'll do Weezer news, guest interviews, Weezer stories, the history behind a Weezer mark, which is a Weezer landmark, an album release party, or whatever else we got going on in Weezer town, Weezer land, I don't know. (laughs) Well, so Nikki, welcome back. Today we're going to do a quick, well, not a recap, but... In case people didn't hear last week's episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: All right, so I am twenty years old. um I work at an animal hospital. It's the only job I've ever had. Um, I'm a veterinary technician, which is you know just a dog nurse, basically. I'm currently going to a university for a bachelor's degree in film and digital media production um and I love Weezer. <laughs>
0: Well, welcome. You're in the right place then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have, you've had a lot of interactions with them. Mm-hmm. You have a meme account. Yes. Um, why don't you give those a shout out really quick?
1: All right. So my uh, meme account is on Instagram. Um, I made that in December of 2017. Uh, the username is Rivers Quo meme C-U-O-M-E-M-E. And... I made that after I joined the Facebook group, Weezer Shit Posting. That group really inspired me um, with all the hilarious content and uh, memes that I saw on that page. Um, And then, of course, uh, River's Instagram. Once I discovered Weezer and discovered his Instagram um, and saw that he was posting people's um, content, I was like, you know what? That's actually a really good idea. Maybe I should uh, start making Weezer memes. (laughs) Maybe he'll talk to me. And yeah, it worked. Um, it did work. <laughs> yes, um, he after I would say a few weeks of uh, me sending him uh, my stuff through Snapchat, he uh, took notice, and a few months after, um, he added me as a friend on Snapchat, which was crazy. And then in early July of 2018, he this is so weird. He went to my Instagram page, um, and cause I had told him about it. He copied my bio, which is the same biography that I have now. Um, I, I just don't want to change it. Cause I feel like, you know, it's, it's just important to me now. <laughs> um, he copied that and then he pasted it to his own Instagram bio and it was kept there for several months. Some of you, if you follow him on Instagram, you, um, might remember seeing that it was, um, I can't remember exactly, but something about being a quomosexual. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, I'm Rivers and all that. I can't remember exactly, but.
0: It says, it was, uh, it in weird. conclusion, that's why I identify as a quomosexual. <laughs> I'm Nikki Enlo, and thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: Yeah. And of course, you know, like when he tweets, um, he changes the pronoun sometimes or he'll change it to his name. So that's what he did. He changed it to I'm Rivers instead of I'm Nikki and you know when I saw that I you know lost my mind and then uh, shortly after in late July uh, he followed the account on Instagram and then in August I was contacted by um, his assistant and asked to design an advertisement billboard for the movie spell um, which features California snow and I was super excited I was like wow I get to make something for him which is really cool and unfortunately after it was submitted uh, it did not make the final cut but i got another opportunity in october of 2018 Um, they reached out to me again to create a music video for river's solo track two broken hearts so um him and his assistant gave me the idea to use bitmoji characters for the video so i took rivers bitmoji from snapchat which is just a little cartoon character if you haven't seen it and then i took my own and it took a lot of editing, and I had help from my friend, Shay. But finally, I made a whole music video for the song, which I believe is about three minutes long. Took me a long time, and I felt really bad for taking such a long time. But uh, eventually, he posted it on his YouTube, and that was posted, I believe, in December. Awesome. Um, one
0: of my what favorite goes things— into that?
1: What goes into making the video—
0: Yeah, because you have like a combination of actual video and then you add in like the animation.
1: Yes. Um, So let's see. From what I remember, I was sent a Dropbox link to this huge, I don't know, it was like a folder of um, in chronological order of different um, seven second muted clips of rivers that looks like it was filmed on a Laptops, webcam, or something, and it's just Rivers doing random things just throughout the day. Um, and there's <laughs> multiple ones of certain days, and it's almost like it's uh, like motion detect. Like there's motion detection involved um, because he's always in them and. It's just, it's weird. It was really weird, but I thought it was um, really cool to see all of it. There were hundreds of videos, and I um, got to pick and choose the ones that I thought would be appropriate for the video. So I actually made um, the, um, I guess you could call it like the beta version of the video um, that was rejected by him. Um, Not like in in a bad way. He just was like... You know, you make all these memes and I was just expecting, you know, more hilarity, um, outrageousness and um, some more like crazy photoshopping, which when I created the beta, it was just the clips of him doing random things put together in a way that made it seem like it was going along with the story of the Uh song. And, you know, there wasn't much to it. It was just, you know, one clip to another. So it was definitely like an early version of the video. And I actually have that up on my YouTube account, um, which is the same uh, username as my Instagram. Um, So if you want to see the original version, you can check it out there.
0: I do. Yeah, I will.
1: Yeah. But basically, I was like, okay, so he wants this to be funny, like really funny and really just crazy. He wants me to do what I do on my Instagram.
0: Yeah, yeah. I need I need more from you. I'm yeah. sorry. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're capable
0: of and you're you're giving me like just this clip video. Yeah, I
1: was yeah, I was really I was really intimidated. I was like I didn't want to mess this up. I don't want this to be stupid. I don't know if he wanted to be serious. He well, that's didn't good, give me though. a lot to Yeah, he didn't give me a lot to work with in the beginning. He just said, "You have full creative freedom. Just listen to the song and then whatever comes to mind, you can do that." And then there's some clips that you can use. Um, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed." So once he gave me that pointer, I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this now ridiculous. Now I know it's
0: to do. Yeah. Yes.
1: And then at that time, um, I was also told, you know, uh, the suggestion of, hey, why don't you use the bitmojis? That would be pretty cool. And I was like, that is a good idea. So I basically had to go into Snapchat and take screenshots of River's bitmoji character and my own, um, sometimes together, sometimes just mine or just his um, I took tons of screenshots, and then I had to make a green screen um behind the characters so that there could be a background and i just I just picked random backgrounds off the internet um and it was it took a lot of um editing, so I did get some help from my friend, but you know eventually it all came together
0: cool that um, I mean that sounds like a lot of work, but yes, at it did the take end of the day me, like, it really. Came together very nicely. Good job. Thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um, I think one of my, um, if I had to say one thing that I could have done better, it would be to have uploaded it or sent it to them with better quality. Um, I don't think that the I don't know what happened, but when it got posted, it looked like it was just three pixels, and I was like, oh my god, this sucks. But you know, he wasn't looking for a super crisp and clean video, so. I didn't mind it too much. And I was just happy to make something for him that he would, you know, be proud to show to his fans.
0: So have you, like, what have you heard feedback wise from the people, the internet? Um,
1: You know, I looked on, well, you know, my followers, obviously I told them, I wasn't sure the day before if, I was going to be able to let them know, hey, um, I I made this um, because I did have to sign a non-disclosure agreement so that I would not, you know, Make leak the or song whatever. or anything like that, you know, to keep it top secret. But then the day that he posted it on his YouTube, he he was using Snapchat and he took a little video of the video and was like, you know, hey, guys, I love all the stuff you send me. I think it's great. Um, And, you know, this is my video. Um, He mentioned me, my um, Bitmoji actually being older than his because I remember um, I had already had a Bitmoji character made before he decided to make one. Which is a whole other like conspiracy theory. I remember I t- messaged him on Snapchat and I was like, you should make a Bitmoji character. And then I would say maybe a month later or it could have been sooner. I don't quite remember. He made one. So I was like, oh, was that because of me or was it somebody else? Or was it, you know, a whole, um, a whole bunch of people telling him to do that? But, you know,
0: I don't know. I think it was because of you. <laughs>
1: I would like to think so, but you know, you never Let's know. Go you with never that know with until him. we hear otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then in the little description of the video, he mentioned me. He mentioned Audrey, uh, quotation, Nikki Inlow, my full name. So I was like, okay, so this is, it is okay for me to let people know I did make this, um, which I was so happy about because I didn't want to have to keep it a secret. I wanted to be able to talk about it because, you know, this band's a huge part of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I would have understood if I had to keep quiet about it, um, but I'm glad that I got to let people know and have my name attached to it. Cause I did work totally. really hard on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, and that's something that you can just take with you going forward. Mm-hmm. Like
1: yeah,
0: reverse Como had me do something for him. Like, yeah. any, like that's going to be cool on your resume yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened after the, the music video?
1: So after the music video, this that was in um, early October when um, they first reached out to me to make it uh, in late October, actually on Halloween. my friend was having a Halloween party, so I was like, I know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be Volka era Rivers, so R- Rivers from the Undone music video. Um, I had found some pictures for reference of the exact outfit that I wanted to wear, something pretty simple, just khaki pants and a sort of nerdy looking t-shirt, button up t-shirt and a jacket. So I went with that and I got... Um, this really cheap uh, brown bowl cut wig and I bought some really cheap uh, glasses that look like the kind that he has I can't remember the style of those um,
0: either like Ray-Bans or something yeah Ray-Bans
1: the Weezer glasses the Buddy Holly glasses so Mm -hmm um i was really proud of it and i was like you know i'm gonna take a picture of this and i'm gonna send it to rivers because i think he will find that amusing um and he did so much so that he decided to take a screenshot which i was like oh that's cool maybe he's just i don't know keeping it on his phone and then i don't know if it was a few months later or um you know Maybe the next month. But he decided to change that to his profile picture um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: (laughs) I was so excited for you when I saw that. And I don't even know you. Like, like, I don't even know you. I don't think I even... Did I talk to you yet? I don't remember. I don't I think, think so. We've like commented I think so. on each other's stuff here
1: and there. Yeah, um, no, I knew I knew about the podcast, but we weren't really you know talking or anything.
0: Yeah, um, but when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> truly, I couldn't wait to go like tell you. I'm sure everyone yeah. did the same thing. Oh yeah, thing. I
1: remember. Um, I didn't find out um, until because I was at work that day. I got off work. I don't know, at six p.m. Maybe. I get home. I go online and. So many people were messaging me and direct messaging me. And they were just like, oh, my God, Nikki, look <laughs> at his profile. And I just I remember I almost started crying. I think I might have started crying. Um It was such a big deal for me. I was like, has this ever happened to anyone ever? Um And, you know, what was what was good about it is that I was not just it wasn't just a picture of me. It was me, you know, kind of in a disguise. So it wasn't. Yes. It wasn't totally Obvious. weird for him to post it because I was dressed up as him, and it was kind of a, a goofy thing. And I think yeah. he just was like, "This is hilarious." I'm it gonna, was hilarious. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and, oh man! And
0: I was like, "Oh, that's that's so cute." Because you really did like do a good job of uh, looking like him. <laughs> Thank and <you>. then <laughs> when he when he did that, I was like, "Oh my god, that's yeah. awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> um, and he liked it enough to make it as his, his profile picture yeah, I think who's the other guy the guy is it not Pete Wentz is it that he has had on his Instagram yes that as was him his, I think
1: that was his um before it was me so like um, that's it
0: I've only seen yeah. that one and
1: <laughs> yeah I think that um, it
0: was that for a long time
1: it was yeah I remember
0: I don't know what it is now is it still you now
1: Um, no, it, yeah, no, it's not anymore. I knew, and honestly, I was surprised that it lasted for as long as it did. It was up for maybe four, maybe five months, um, way longer than I expected it to be up there. I don't know if you forgot about it or what, but (laughs) it was crazy. And the, speaking of the Pete Wentz, um, profile picture, you know, that was from the Can't Knock the Hustle music video, which nobody, you know, knew about. And then, of course, when he used my face on that profile picture, I was working with him for the music video. So I think it was his way of, you know, doing the same thing that he did with Pete Wentz, like kind of hinting that I would be in an upcoming project. Um, oh, okay. That's, that's what I think. That's, that's That was my thought process for it. I was like, I don't think, you know, I think he did find it funny and thought it was cool, but I think he was also, you know, maybe... Giving, like doing, sort of giving a, a, a little hint.
0: ode or or like a, a props, like yeah. this is happening,
1: <laughs> which he didn't have to, but oh my god, it, it was it was crazy.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. And um, right now, just for those who are curious, it's a creepy picture from like the black album. It looks like a photo mm-hmm. shoot from the black album where he yeah. has black wearing, lipstick on. Yes. He looks like a goth. He looks like a yeah. creepy nerd goth. <laughs> It's pretty great, actually. So yeah. he has, like, this funny sense of humor that you it's just never unique. know. Yeah, you never know, like, what you're going to get. And mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, so
0: what happened after the video?
1: So, yeah, that was in December. Um, and then in early January, um, it was actually on the packaging. It was supposed to be delivered on Christmas Day. But basically, I got a package... Um, from Rivers, I was told that I would be getting a gift for making the video. I didn't know what it was. So I was, you know, very excited, but he sent me a Pacific Daydream CD with a little thank you note on it. Um, and he, you know, signed Rivers, um, and a little, uh, Weezer W, um, which I actually have it right next to me. If you want me to read it. Um,
0: I totally (laughs) want to hear everything
1: and you can see it, but unfortunately the listeners cannot but it's this. Um, let me see if I can get it. Oh, the note there is actually
0: on the CD Yes. Cover. It's on the
1: um, the paper. Yeah. The paper cool. itself. And it says to Nikki, thank you for the kick-ass video. Uh, <laughs> you're so talented. Uh, I'd love to meet up sometime, but I'm usually too stressed on show days and signed Rivers and the little W at the bottom. Um, Aww. so I, I was so happy. I was like, this is, this is just incredible. Um, he didn't have to send me anything. I was just happy to be able to make something for him, but you know, it was like a little Christmas gift almost. And that was just, it just made my heart so warm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, frame that
0: guy and put him on the wall. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I have a, I have a whole little, uh, I guess, You could call it a shrine, but, um, of all my Weezer stuff like tickets, stubs, um, I have the glasses that were in the profile picture, um, hung up and the, just a whole bunch of stuff. I have a set list that I got in March this year. Um, which speaking of March this year, um, this CD, I brought it to the fan club, um, what was it? It was like a behind the scenes tour and then oh, just corner? hanging out. Yes. Carl's corner. Um, which it was super cool to see behind the scenes of, uh, you know, setting up for the show and everything and seeing all their guitars and basses and the, all the instruments they use um, and, you know, technical, technological instruments as well. I thought it was so cool. And I talked to Carl for a little bit after, The tour and I showed him the CD and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I was wondering if you could sign this for me. So he did. He put a little Bacchus on there on the front. Um, and then I, I mentioned, you know, um, eventually I'm going to try and get the whole rest of the band to sign it. And he was like, well, you know, I can do that for you. Um, like I can do that for you, and I was like, "Wait, really? That would He's be like, yeah, incredible." Yeah, I kind of know
0: them. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> like I,
1: you know, I, I think I could work something out. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Well, that would be fantastic." And so basically, he told me, you know, um, I don't think I will be able to get all of their signatures today, but I can if I can get like your address or something like that, so that I can send it back to you in the mail. Then I will be able to get it to you soon. And I was like, "Okay." That's great. That's great. So I I basically took the little piece of paper with all the, the notes and lyrics and everything. And I took it out of the casing so that the actual CD and the plastic case would not get damaged in the mail. Um, I was just so worried about that (laughs) because it's so precious to me. Um, so I gave him that and he went and got them to sign it. Um, and then I got it in the mail, I would say maybe a week or so later. And it's really cute. Um, Brian and Scott and Carl and Rivers are all on the front, and then I'll show you on the back. Um, Patrick put in Sharpie his signature right above his head, but he also put a little hat on top of his head, <laughs> and I thought that was really cute. Oh,
0: and it's a pee kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so I thought oh, that was
0: Pat. great. Oh, yeah. Pat, you're so funny. Yeah, and good old oh, Carl man. for like just being I know. awesome.
1: He didn't have to do that, but it was super sweet, and I'm so thankful for that.
0: Wow. <laughs> and just so having
1: a- the CD in the first place, is just, it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I try to collect all of that stuff. I have, like, way too much stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I I can't resist whenever anybody's, like, selling their, um, like, B-sides or, like, an mm-hmm. import that they, like, don't want anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, God damn it. Uh, I'm going to have to get that. So yeah. I have a I have a problem with collections and Weezer. <laughs> I had a mini, like not a shrine, but like my Rubik's Cube and mm-hmm. uh, like my one of my VIP passes and um, just a couple other things like on a shelf in my living room. And every yeah. time my mom comes over, she mm-hmm. puts it away somewhere. And I'm oh, like, wow. she's like, you can't have this as like your decoration I'm like it's my house like why are you what are you doing um so it's a it's kind of an annoying uh joke now but Mm -hmm. I finally left it down but except the Rubik's Cube that's Stan
1: yeah I'm like sorry dude I mean that's cute and that's the one from uh the teal Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well. Okay. So let's jump back and um, talk about like how long have you been a Weezer fan and why did you pick mm-hmm. the Angel and the One today?
1: So I um, really, I'm kind of a late Weezer fan. Um, I really didn't become a huge fan until I saw them live for the first time um, in September of 2017. I was at Music Midtown in Atlanta. Um, I live in Georgia. I've lived here my whole life. So. I, my friend wanted to see them more than I did. I was like, Oh, Weezer. I think, I think I know that band. Um, and I was more of, um, just a passive listener, you know, really casual. I wouldn't call myself a fan. I knew of the band. I knew the, you know, biggest hits. Um, and of course I like knew off the their- radio
0: or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I had, you know, a couple songs on my playlist, but I wasn't actively listening to them like I am now, so after I saw them, I really became obsessed. Um, and. As a kid, I had also, you know, heard their hits on the radio quite often. Um, and I probably did not know who they were, but I know I would sing along to like Undone, Say It Ain't So, Pork and Beans, Perfect Situation, at least from what I can remember. But yeah, ever since I saw them uh, for the first time, I have listened to them pretty much religiously for the past two and a half years. Um, so I would say I'm I'm a short term fan, but I'm trying, yes, and I'm trying to make up for the time that I've lost um, by just putting in as much love as I can right now.
0: (laughs) Which is a lot. I mean, you have multiple (laughs) accounts.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just like
1: it's a you're yeah. Good. This band's a huge part of my life, and you know my family knows that. I try not to talk about it with them too much. I know that I have <laughs> try not plenty to kill of people. Yes, I have plenty of people to talk to about the band online, um, and over the phone. So yeah.
0: I'm always joking because, like for me, everything like comes full circle back mm-hmm. to Weezer. On yeah, pretty oh my much God, anything, I- <laughs> and it's got to kill people.
1: Yes. Um, I I just have to physically restrain myself sometimes from making a Weezer reference because I know no one will get it, but I'm just like, oh my God, I have to say this or it's going to like kill me. vomit. Weezer vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so I picked The Angel and The One um, because I think it really stands out from and honestly could even compete with some of the classics like Say It Ain't So, Undone, Perfect Situation, Hill Scorcho, all that. And even on the Red Album itself, which has, you know, classics, arguably, you know, some people say, oh, the songs suck. But I I consider like Pork and Beans, uh, Troublemaker, to be classics um, and pretty Big hits, I would say. Um, yeah, for so sure. So, even on that album, with those hits, I think the song really stands out to me. Um, and I think that Red is totally underrated. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. I could, oh, my God, I could go off in a, a really long tangent about that. Um, and I remember when I was in Weezer shit posting, um, when I first joined, I was like, what is a big deal with Red? Like, ugh, it's not that great. I remember listening to Everybody Get Dangerous for the first time. And I was like, this song is awful. I'm never listening to this again. <laughs> and I said that with a bunch of their songs and then ended up, you know, going
0: changing back to mind. them and, yeah.
1: you know, totally, yeah, totally changing my mind. But yeah, so it would probably be my favorite song off of the Red Album. Um, I really didn't think I was going to pick a song from the Red Album. Um, it's a really kind of a quirky album, but, you know, I I just think this song's great. Um, so it has, like, it's an amalgamation of all my favorite um, techniques Techniques that the band uses um, and that Rivers uses. So, the beautiful melodies, there's some thought provoking lyrics um, that Rivers belts out. I love that. There's the uh, guitar riffs that I love, um, the wonderful harmonies and the backing vocals. And then, of course, the falsetto, which I also appreciate. What sucks is that, you know, it's not really a radio hit. At least I've never really heard it. Um, I think it's more no. of a deep cut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which but it is.
1: is. It's bittersweet, kind of. Uh, um well it's those are the best, you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Um we kinda like, we, like the people who know, know. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You
0: know, because I don't know that you would A, you're not like going to red all the time. Uh yeah. even if you are a fan of red. And then B, mm-hmm. it's it's like a slow end,
1: mm-hmm. but a good yeah. one. Yeah. And
0: it just kind of gently fades away instead of like being like, okay, mm-hmm. we're done, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And exactly.
0: so it's just kind of, I don't know, because it's not like shocking or whatever, it doesn't always mm-hmm. stand out. But this stands yeah. out in a different way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Every review that I've read, they love, they love the song. So yeah, in general, I think, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So, yeah, I do think it's a good thing that it's a deep cut. Um, What does suck, though, is that they never play it live. um, And I would totally kill to see it that live. (laughs) With There's so many other songs that I would kill to see live. um,
0: This would be a good song to start with, maybe? Or, like, I don't know. You'd have to maybe put it in the middle so it doesn't...
1: Yeah, it's like, it's a weird kind of song where it's like sad, but it also is hopeful and like it gets, it gets happier towards the end and, you know, it doesn't seem like it'd be too hard for them to play it live. Of course, I'm not a musician, so I have no clue, but just, I don't know. It doesn't seem too complicated. It's not like The Greatest Man That Ever Lived, that song. I understand right. why they don't play that live.
0: <laughs> They'd have to have like 50 people up, up yeah. there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, because on here, everything.
0: like you know, Brian or Rivers could play the organ or whatever, mm-hmm. and it seems like they could simplify it for to play out in the mm-hmm. in the masses. Yeah. So who's this Eli? Who's Eli?
1: Oh yes. Um. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Um. Because he, for a while on Instagram, he had the angelist and the one as his username. So um. And he's my friend. So I wanted to give him a shout out. It's his, one of his favorites. So Eli, if you're listening, I hope you are. I told you about this earlier. Um, so I really hope that you are. Um, shout thank out to you Eli. Out. Yes. <laughs> shout out to Eli. Thank you for helping me discover the wonderful world of Weezer and for being an awesome <laughs> Weezer friend.
0: Ah, <laughs> Eli in Georgia or is it Eli from a, from a board or something?
1: Um, he, um, I've never met him in real life. I honestly don't remember where he lives and he will be so mad at me for (laughs) saying that, but yeah, I know that, (laughs) yes, he lives up North though. I think he's near New York. Um, yeah, he, he kind of introduced me to like forums, um, Weezer forums and things like that. And he told me a whole bunch of facts that I, you know, had no time to research. Um, and just a whole bunch of knowledge about Weezer, um, and he has that. So he gave some of it to me, and I'm thankful for that.
0: Ah, it's like Weezer, Weezer love for all. Yeah, spread it around. <laughs> yeah, paying it forward. Yeah, I I think we should have we should have like business cards and like hand them out to people that we think will like Weezer and be like, <laughs> yeah, try try the red album. Call yeah. me. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: That was actually, um, what's funny about that is that was like an idea for the music video, which I've told you about the music video, but the, um, I'm making a parody for uh, Can't Stop Partying. And that was one of the ideas I had was to uh, walk around and hand people pieces of paper that said like, will you be my Weezer friend or whatever? Um, And I ended up, you know, chickening out because (laughs) I didn't want to harass a bunch of strangers and film them at the same time, but... That was you could an have idea.
0: Had so, non strangers pretend to be strangers.
1: Yes, I, I did want to do that. And then, you know, there were a bunch of people that couldn't meet up or, you know, just didn't get back to me. And I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just, I'll just have one of my friends act it out and that'll be fine. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. I can't uh, wait project. to see that,
0: that video. Um, mm, thank well, you. And I don't know that we talked about it here. So, no, you, yeah. you're just doing something for fun with your friends and yes. making a parody for which
1: song? Can't stop partying um that and that song's kind wait. of a parody sort of in, in itself, itself a yeah. little bit, yeah, I actually love that song, like it just I do too, yes, yeah. it it's totally a guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, it is, yeah, it's really I can just like, sing along to it, and you know the rap part I try my best, um, I'm so white though, I do the so. robot
0: during that part,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Cool, it's a good song. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we jump into song discussion?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think okay. we hit pretty much all of like the all the bases. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, we will be right back. my destiny to be the one that you will lay with welcome back everyone song discussion time we're going to talk about the angel and the one and i'm here with nikki so the angel and the one is off of the red album it's track number 10 And this was released on June 3rd, 2008, which is a long time ago now, Mm -hmm. but it was recorded in the spring of 2007. It is a long Weezer song, six minutes and 46 seconds long. The label is Geffen. It is officially released, and I guess the live debut was on January 17th, 2013, and that's about it for that stuff. I don't have like the, mm-hmm. the chronology like I normally do. And mm-hmm. sometimes I try to find it, but I just didn't have, I didn't do anything properly this time. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us the personnel, Nikki.
1: All right. So this was written by Rivers Cuomo. It was produced by Rick Rubin. Um, and Rivers Cuomo plays lead guitar and he does lead vocals. Um, Patrick is percussion. Brian is rhythm guitar, keyboard, synth, and backing vocals. Scott is bass, and Geraldine Fennelly, Fennelly, is that how you say it? Fennelly, yeah. Fennelly, yes, um, does organ for this song.
0: Which is beautiful and lovely. Yes. And she has a cute, like, retro style mm-hmm. uh, that I like, and I will talk about that later. Okay, so it appears on. Obviously, the Red Album, the deluxe edition of the Red Album, and it's still track 10 on there. The international version of the Red Album, track 10. And then something called Deliverance at Hand, it's track 18. That might be like a compilation.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I tried to look it up and then I got sidetracked and totally forgot.
0: I know, there's Um, so much.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the songs, like the weight, is that's a that's a cover, right? Do you know mm-hmm. if that's on the international version. So I love mm-hmm. that cover.
0: I don't know. I like that that's one too. One. I just mm-hmm. like that song. So to have yeah. Lazer do it, yeah, is good. Um, I was reading reviews earlier, and somebody was talking crap about their. They called it a mediocre <sighs> cover. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> those,
0: oh them those people. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. (laughs) So um, all of this information is linked in the show notes, but it's basically Weezerpedia, Wikipedia. I go through the Google, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a couple uh, articles that that, uh, we will read later. And if you need to see where everything comes from, we'll add links to those in the notes. So The Angel in the One is a reworked version of a song called Bad Girl. Uh, and I did not know that and I wonder why it was called Bad Girl.
1: Yeah, I didn't know about that song either. Um I had no idea. Um I hadn't done like any research of this song before. I just knew I really liked the song. Um so that's interesting. Yeah. Um I would I would like to see like the, the original lyrics. Um that would be that would be something But I would like to see I mean, there's so many songs that Rivers has that he just keeps to himself. And I I just wish he would, you know, show us stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Patrick, um, he stated before that his favorite song is this song from the album.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I think, I don't know if it's my favorite song on the album, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely really good. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd have to think about it because I don't have like all the songs in my head, yeah, for the red album. Um however, it's been also been compared to only in Dreams because they're mm-hmm. both long. and it also builds up like only in Dreams mm-hmm. does, which I get. But to me, it it's a totally different vibe. Um, yeah, so i I agree, but I also disagree. Mm-hmm. So I did not know this either, but almost every lyric of the song rhymes. And I guess that Rivers said that he wrote this song in an attempt to write a non-traditional song. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the liner notes, yes. he says something different. So why yeah. don't you tell us?
1: Um, So he says and I quote that song it started out as a really standard pop song called Bad Girl and had a verse and a chorus and a bridge and all that stuff and I just wasn't satisfied with it. It wasn't moving me spiritually enough. Um, It was too normal. So one day I sat down with my acoustic guitar and I just played that song over and over, basically looping it. My fingers hurt so much, but I just kept playing it. And over the hour that I was playing it, the song slowly evolved and it smoothed over and the sections blurred into each other. And it turned into this spiritual reverie that is really just one long development without any distinctions between sections every line in in this rhymes and the melody just gradually gets higher and higher and the music gets louder and more powerful. There isn't any study of music in that song. It was just the desire to break away and not write a standard three minute pop song.
0: Pretty cool. I love that. I wish Mm -hmm. that they would do that more often Mm because when they do branch away, I feel like good things happen.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I'm going to go on a random tangent because I had to know. Deliverance at Hand is an 18 track uh, CD compilation of demos recorded in 2007 by Rivers and potential Red Album songs, basically. Okay. So there's Heart Songs, is on the same thing. Mm-hmm. A CDR compilation of demos. So it's not an actual CD. It's just. No. Interesting. Yeah. And there's all these pictures. Interesting. Looks like somebody made a binder of this CD. Oh, wow. And on the Angel on the One picture, there's a cool picture of him, of Rivers, like looking like he's in Ireland or something. You <laughs> see. see?
1: Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that photo before. He looks sad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Interesting. All right. Also, I'll share that with you, but we'll check it out on Weezerpedia, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jerry. So her name's spelled G-R-E, but it's pronounced Jerry, and she is a lifelong musician. Uh, She's also the lady that plays the keyboard on the song, and she's been a piano teacher, a composer of film and TV music. Um, She has a website. Go check it out. She's also on Facebook. And um, she's got cute little like funky retro style and she's here in Los Angeles. So if anybody needs a organist, is that what it's called? I don't know.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go check her out. Um, She looks really nice and uh, yeah. Cool. So we have a couple articles to throw at you, but this one you picked. So why don't you tell us about it?
1: So, this is from uh, songfacts.com, uh, and it is a quote from Rivers. It says, Frontman Rivers Cuomo told American Songwriter magazine that he was concerned that this grandiose finale might be too experimental for some listeners. He explained, I would say that my main challenge on this record, the Red Album, has been moving forward. I have nowhere near met that challenge yet. Coming up with great songs that can reach an audience and be appreciated broadly that don't have A standard verse, chorus, verse structure. I really want to work on that. You'll hear some experimentation in that direction on the record. I'm not convinced yet that our less normally structured songs are going to hook people in, like The Angel and the One. There is no verse or chorus there, it's an evolution. I don't know if people are going to say that sucks, or maybe it's okay to not be hooky all the time. And I would say that it is definitely okay to not be hooky all the time. The song's great and even though it's not traditional, it's still it still works.
0: I don't think you could really say as a true Weezer fan that you don't like this song or can't appreciate this song in some way. Yeah. Like it's minimum, it's a good like it's attractive to the ear is what I was mm-hmm. gonna say, but that sounds yes. really nerdy. <laughs> but it's like it doesn't hurt your ears. It's very like relaxing and peaceful. Yeah. Even when it gets louder. It's still, it's just like, I think it's like a, it's intense.
1: Yes, it is. But it's not overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And I like his description that it's an evolution. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, a great ad- adjective to word. And he would adjective know. Adjective to use. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so an LA Times article by Richard Cromelin. Richard says that the album's slip into a stretch of three uneventful songs is puzzling, but Weezer recovers for the Angel on the One, which ends this march through the material plane on a note of spiritual transcendence. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he knows anything about Weezer, or if he's just <laughs> pulling that out of any. Like, sometimes I think people say things that we they think we want to hear. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but do, do you think? not like that he called? the three songs before it uneventful. Um, I don't think there's any song on the record that's uneventful, but I mean, I guess because I'm a little biased, I don't think, you know, the same as an average listener would. Right. Um, but I think that it was actually quite eventful having the other band members, you know, put their songs onto a Weezer record. It was something that basically had never really been done before. Um so I think that is eventful. Um, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, the fact that they were trying to take a risk or to switch mm-hmm. up, just, you know, change it up how they do things, which now I think that they do a lot. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's some on there that I'm not like a giant fan of, but yeah, uh, the last three before this song are not, they're not like boring or anything so I don't get what he's talking about but whatever Um, Richard.
1: Yeah the the songs are I think it's Thought I Knew and then is it Cold Dark World I think and that's sung by Scott. And I love Um, Cold
0: Dark World.
1: Yeah I love that too. I like both River singing and Scott singing it. It's they're both they do it in their own special way and I think that's cool. And then Automatic um, which is I think the only song like Weezer's Released where he's singing lead vocals. I'm not sure if there's another song out there by them that has Pat as a lead.
0: I don't think so. I want to say I remember maybe there's two. Because mm-hmm. I've done that song or I've done something close to that song. Because mm-hmm. I've I feel like I did the song before it or after it or something. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. But, um, Someone should tell us. Hmm. <laughs> So we have another article by mm-hmm. from IDS. Uh, yes, tell and w- it this was
1: written this is written by John Barnett um, and published in 2008. Um, so he says The Closer the Angel and the One is essentially a slow burning and slow building dirge to someone or something terribly special to Cuomo and it's a stunner. And he is right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you agree with what he says about the lyrics?
1: Um, slow burning and slow building, um, dirge to someone well, or something. he says that I, it's, yeah,
0: to somebody or, you know.
1: I think that he is, this is pretty accurate to how I perceive this song. And a dirge, I don't know. Yeah. But I think, you know, whatever, whoever he's talking about he, is definitely important to him or special to him. And it is a stunner. Very good well,
0: since song. We're, since we're there, well, we can talk about the lyrics next. Mm-hmm. And I just threw this in because I thought it was kind of a fun a fun fact mm-hmm. about the Red album in general. But there's a buzznet.com mm-hmm. interview with Scott. And Scott's talking about how the, the cover of the album came about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says that the cover for the Red album was a happy accident. That they had a bunch of other photographs that they were going to use. Um, and they didn't like them. And the art director uh, actually had them like come and do a fun photo, quote unquote, and told mm-hmm. them to go as their alter ego and we'll take a kooky picture. And once they got that picture and put that on the red background, they were like, okay, that is what we think this album sounds like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think you and I were, we were looking at, that together earlier and yes um so that's why rivers is a cowboy yeah that's looking all alter ego. with his
1: mustache <laughs> yeah uh, uh, i mean yeah i i can see the alter ego being a cowboy you know i don't know really
0: he <laughs> and pat and, is like mr fancy pants
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and brian
1: still kind of looks like a hipster though
0: yeah yeah brian looks like a like a I don't know I think it's the fedora
1: yeah <laughs> you know what
0: he's like I'm not gonna wear a blazer I'm gonna wear a sweater and you guys are gonna yeah, freak ooh. out
1: <laughs> you're crazy with Brian. little little elbow pads right I'm looking yeah. at it I don't know what those are and then
0: um, Scott like if that's his alter ego I'm not sure what his regular yeah. his, his alter ego looks like actually him yeah <laughs>
1: I don't so, know if you got the
0: memo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm too cool. Yeah. I'm not doing no alter ego kooky picture. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm Scott. I do what I want.
1: Yeah. I think on the inside, he's not, you know, super tough, all macho man. So maybe he was going for that. Like he still, maybe he dresses like that all the time, but his actual alter ego personality wise is...
0: Like, not that's his you know, alter ego, all but tough, like, normally, macho he's, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, normally on the weekends, Scott wears, um, like dad pants and, <laughs> yeah, polo shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like Hawaiian shirt. With socks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> socks with sandals, uh, all that. Yeah.
0: I love it. Okay. <laughs> I I have a visual now, and I feel like it needs to, like,
1: yeah. uh, be a thing. Man, I hope I, I, yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you just have a meme come a meme come to your head? You know what? Um, I didn't know what yes, a meme was happens. for a long time. I was like, why do they call it that?
1: I have yeah. no idea. I remember when I first like was introduced to the internet and all of that. Um, and I read meme, I pronounced it may may like a lot of people do. <laughs> um, and then I don't know how I learned. So I probably said it out loud, and someone was like, um, "No, it's it's meme. You pronounce it meme." And then I, yeah. I don't know. I every day I'm thinking of something, some sort of idea to make what's the idea today. A Weezer meme. You know, I haven't really thought about it today. Um, I could probably make a meme with like uh, Please make a
0: meme some with some sort of Scott podcast. In, on a in a dad outfit. Yes, I can do
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> um, take some amateur photoshopping, but I can do that.
0: <laughs> I suck at that stuff. Um well so do you wanna let's talk about the lyrics and mm-hmm. our, our final thoughts and then we mm-hmm. can read it. Well, and I think I like them for the period, like where they are in the song or how he's seen in the song. But mm-hmm. uh when Rivers is like, I'm I'm reaching out my hand, so take it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we are the angels and we are the ones that are praying.
1: So yeah. it's like,
0: well, it starts off he's alone, right? Yes. And and then now they're together. And yeah. it's like very spiritual, like maybe going up into like heaven or another plane or something. Higher plane, yeah. But when he sings that, it's like his voice gets all scratchy, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's my favorite part.
1: He's like and I belting love, like, it at that point. Yeah,
0: it almost makes you want to cry. Like it's like oh yeah, very. When you're listening to it loud with headphones, and if you're like mm-hmm. alone just listening to it, it, it'll take you. It hits you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, good.
1: The first time I, I heard that um, and they got to that port, I was just like, you know, I think I was probably crying. Or I was very close to crying, like tearing up. Um, and it just like gave me goosebumps. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> this is, I love that. This I love that. is a that heavy when that song, happens. but it's also just so beautiful.
0: Especially something unexpected because I don't think Mm -hmm. that I had the same appreciation, and this happens to me a lot, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the same appreciation for this song until I had to go through all the research and hear it a lot. And yeah, so thank
1: you, thank you for choosing it. (laughs) Thank you. I like to think that I have pretty good opinions, um, about Weezer. Uh, but you know, it's also, you know, Weezer's can, Weezer fans can have very, um, polarizing opinions about, or Weezer music, it it can be very polarizing for fans. Um, but there's just some of those songs that they have that it's just universally, like if you're a Weezer fan, you love this song, or if you're a Weezer fan, you hate this (laughs) song kind of thing. Yeah, and this just happens to be one of those songs that I think a lot of people enjoy um, and appreciate. You know, I had, um, looking at the lyrics, I definitely hadn't really listened to the song in a while, so it was kind of nice to listen to it again and kind of analyze it a little bit more. Um, I don't really do that a lot. Uh, I usually, you know, take songs at face value. um, And this is one of those songs where, and I think Rivers does this a lot, where he Wants it to be interpreted in like your own way, um, and he makes it kind of vague. But at the same time, you can you can kind of tell that it is about something personal for him and. I kind of think that this song is about, um, it could be about like meditation. I know that Make Believe was before this album. And I remember from just, you know, doing my Weezer fan research um, for fun. I remember reading about how during the Make Believe era, um, he started uh, meditating. Um, I believe it's called uh, Vipassana. I think I do not. I, think, I totally butchered that. but Yes. It's like um, this
0: persona or something Yeah, like something
1: that. like that. And I think mm, during the make-believe era, he was kind of in a bad place. Um, and you can definitely tell from songs off that album. Um, the one that I think kind of relates to this song in a way would be Peace. And, you know, him saying, like, um, I need to find some peace. And then just three years later the Red Album's released this song comes out and he says you know I have reached a higher place and I feel a deeper peace um, and I'm complete so totally different from that song on Make Believe um, and kind of like a, a conclusion sort of in a way or yeah just a message that hey you know I was in a rough patch for a while and I have found some peace um, and I think maybe through meditation that helped him a lot um, to find at least some
0: peace. You oh, yeah, know? for sure. And he's he's said that. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, for sure, I agree with everything you just said. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I, if I love the rhyming, mm-hmm. but you, I don't think that I even noticed that, like, during the song. Um, I noticed it, yeah. Because of how he sings it, it's kind of like, it doesn't, like I, I get what you're saying, at
1: though. You, I yeah. guess, but yeah,
0: um, they are beautiful, and I could just—I mm-hmm. don't know—it makes you like visualize, like a little like cherub rivers, like holding his mm-hmm. hand out for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, on like, like the, the
1: like the God photo where he's like God <laughs> is like pointing down, and yeah, you're reaching out, kind of that sort of thing. But I don't think he's trying to say that he's God. Um,
0: no, he's. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he wants to help other people too. Like he's yeah. like, I'm reaching out my hand or and yeah. I like that he starts off alone and they end up together. Yes. And That's lovely. And it just
1: makes you yeah, at that point like of the song, it just makes you feel like, you know, yeah, we are in this together, like, you know, and you can do this, you know, you can you can find your peace. And yeah, I think he could be saying at the, in the beginning, when he's talking about you, that I don't know who that is. Um, I think it could be a person, like um, a woman maybe, or it could be like an idea, um, like the personification of like sin or something like that. I know that he does allude to a lot of like religious things in his songs. Um, sometimes I can think of like a few songs that mm-hmm. he does that. With um and that could be oh, yeah,
0: Probably every album, like that. every yeah. even down to like <laughs> Sweet Mary on the yeah, yeah. Daydream, just mm-hmm. a title or
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is it? Like only in Dreams, all mm-hmm. all kinds of places. I wonder it's weird because yeah, I wonder, he's not religious. It's, it's kind of like a breakup, like did somebody break yeah. up with you? Yeah. Or is he maybe talking about like a certain lifestyle? Yeah. Or I mean I guess he could be talking about anything really. Mm-hmm. Bad girl, though. If it was originally bad girl, I wonder.
1: Yeah, if- so that makes me think, you know, it could be like a I can't be with you, you're a bad person, and you're making me sin and all these evil things, and, you know, um, yeah, but I guess, I don't know, maybe one day he'll release the, the original. If um, you yeah, can find cool. out, you know, what was the motivation Rivers, behind this. Do song.
0: us a fave and just. Yes,
1: please. I'll message you. To Nikki. Yeah. <laughs>
0: send Nikki a copy of that and we promise we won't tell anyone Mm -hmm. unless you just want to let us give it to people, that's cool too whatever (laughs) Um, Um, any other final thoughts on on the song?
1: I would just say that I think even though it is a bit experimental um, and different, it does it well Um, and um, I think it's probably some of the best lyrics that he's written despite the sort of I guess you could say it's cheesy, rhyming. I I don't know. I just I just think it's catchy, um, and it really it in a way it's important to me um, because I think he could be talking about himself and his spirituality or spirituality in general, which is, you know, important to him. So that's, that kind of makes it important to me, I guess. Um, So any songs where he's sort of relating or referring to his personal life um, are some of my favorites Um, because he really is like a complex person and it it is difficult to get an idea of what's going on in his head. Um, so whenever we do kind of get that inside look into his life and what he's thinking, it piques my interest.
0: Yeah, um, it's usually beautiful or very yes. thoughtful, meaningful, yeah. and
1: or sad, and you know that's okay. Um, oh yeah.
0: Well, we all get get sad, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and like Pinkerton's
1: think- considered a masterpiece, and that was pretty sad, but. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was sad and angry and like,
1: yes, very, very angsty and all that.
0: Lots of sexiness happening on that. Yes. On that one. <laughs> good and bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, a
1: whole lot of sinning too. And yes. yeah,
0: talking about things that people are offended by and mm-hmm. whatever, if they're good things songs. that make
1: people uncomfortable, but it's, you know, stuff that we all kind of go through. Um, yeah. At least if you so have if a why not talk about it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I did want to say and I don't know if I said it on here or just to you that we looked it up and this song is before gratitude, but I think that this yes. is like the song that they were trying to recreate or maybe do again in a different way. Um, love is the answer. I think that mm-hmm. it could have been this song or should have been more like this song but came out yeah. wrong. And yeah. but this is like, what – it's like, we could do this. I think they were yeah. trying to get there with love is the answer, but mm-hmm. – and I forget who I talked to about it. I think it was Carl, where they were, like – they were aware that it wasn't that great, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still went, went with it, which mm-hmm. I think is weird, but okay.
1: Yeah, I mean – it's it's one of those songs that like I said earlier if you're a Weezer fan it's almost like universally hated. Um and <laughs> that's true. the yeah. one off of Ratitude, I don't like. I can't remember what it's called, what version it is, but I know the one that's called like the laid back version or I don't know what it's called, but where it's really just them singing um and I really enjoy that. I actually do like it. And I think I think the lyrics are actually, you know, pretty positive and mm-hmm. I like the message that he's trying to convey. Um, but I think that the message from the Angel in the One definitely <laughs> was uh conveyed a lot better. And yeah.
0: um yeah. And also kind of like kind of similar where it's like, you know, I think basically saying that even if you don't think you can feel better or be at peace at some mm-hmm. point, like it's possible Yeah. And we all have it it within us to Mm -hmm. get there. Yeah. Random (laughs) question for you. Which one do you like better, Black or Pacific Daydream?
1: Oh, man. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. I would say Pacific Daydream. I like that better. And I know that this is one of those... Things that people get super heated about. Um, but I don't know. I just think Pacific Daydream is, at least from what I've seen, people get really, really mad and are like, "No, like P- Pacific Daydream sucks." And at least Black was, you know, trying something different or whatever. And then other people are say, you know, vice versa, like actually um, Black sucks and PD <laughs> is something different. But I think they're both good albums. I don't think there's really any album from Weezer that is every song is just awful. Um, there's always at least one or two songs that I'm like, okay, this just really makes the album great. Tolerable. Um, But yes, as, as a whole though, I'd say that Pacific daydream in my opinion is better than black. Um, and you know, maybe I just need to let black kind of like settle, settle in a little more. Um, but I just find myself being able to listen to the songs off Pacific Daydream like, uh, um, weekend woman, any friend of Diane's, um, sweet Mary, all those, uh, QB blitz. That's one that I love so much. Um, and even like feels like summer, which is, you know, pretty, pretty poppy. Um, I can still listen to that and it's really catchy and I'm just like, yeah, this is actually a really good song. Um, yeah, there's not really a song on there that I, that I hate uh, necessarily. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's a little, little more listenable than Black. Um,
0: yeah. What do you like or not like about Black?
1: Um, so I would say, let's see. I think one of the things is that, like, right now, at least for me, I'm finding it hard to remember some of the songs. Um, it's almost kind of forgettable. Um, and I found that same issue with Hurley, where it was like, well, what? what songs are on there. <laughs> um, yeah, and cause I never I'll, listen to it
0: cause I don't like it that much. Yeah.
1: I'll skip it a bunch. Um, and I, I will skip a bunch of black songs. I think that one of my favorites is, Hmm, that's a tough one. I really like high as a kite. Um, I think that's probably the best off the album. Um, my personal favorite is, um, I'm Just Being Honest, I think. I don't know why, but that song, I think it's because of the lyrics. They're just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. That's probably my my favorite, my personal favorite. But the best is probably High as a Kite, objectively speaking.
0: Yeah. Um, I like California some, Snow, too.
1: Yeah. Some of the things that I don't like about it, probably uh, too many thoughts in my head. But at the same time... I do like that song. It's really weird. It's I'm kind of conflicted because it's it's really different. It's a really different song for Weezer at least. Um and so at first I was a little iffy about it. Um and I think it's kind of grown on me, but I would say that I'm not a huge fan of that song. Some of the lyrics I'm like, uh, you know, I do like it when Rivers is being goofy, but I feel like it was just a little I don't know. Some of the lyrics are just a little goofy.
0: Yeah. Um, I think some of the titles are goofy, and I think mm -hmm. some of the music is weird. Like, it's not very cohesive.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. It's a little, like,
0: disjointed and just, like, changes a lot.
1: It kind of feels like they just didn't really know exactly what idea they had in mind for the album or they did at the beginning and then something derailed and they just were like, all right, well, this is what we have. So let's put it (laughs) on the album anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that Zombie Bastards is a good one. I remember when I first heard this, um, I was uh, like, I am with a lot of their songs. I was like, I don't know about this one. And then I listened to it again and I was like, you know what, actually, this is actually Pretty good.
0: It's very the catchy. one that
1: um, yes, it is very catchy. The one that I think a lot of people will be mad at me for is "Can't Knock the Hustle." I honestly don't like that song. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I every time I listen to it, I just I don't know. I can't get into it. Um, I think mm. the music video is cool, but I think it's I, I skip like, it a lot.
0: It's okay. Like it, mm-hmm. it's. It, I it's think It's a novelty kind of like
1: yeah song like where
0: they're just having fun. Mhm.
1: Yeah. And say. so I I don't really I don't hate it. I, there's no Weezer song that I truly hate and will never listen to. I will listen to basically all their music. But yeah, I think it's one that I just I don't listen to often.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Mhm. I agree with you. I'm a Pacific daydream person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that I've asked anyone. I don't think I've asked that many people, but Uh, from the people I talk to, I think that that that's like the consensus. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe some people are just sticking up for black because they feel bad for it or something. I don't know. Or they like to fight and be negative and that's just Mm -hmm. their deal. I think that happens a lot of times. You want to rate this bad boy?
1: Yes. um, Or bad girl? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. so I gave it a Laser Eyes Rivers, um, a Lightning Strap, a Scott in a Vest, a Pat Jammin, a Blue Album River's Head, and a Blazer Brian.
0: Very good. I gave <laughs> it a Laser Eyes Rivers, a Lightning Strap, Scott and Vest, Pat Jammin on the drums, and a Blue Album River's Head for a total of 12, and yours was 13. So yep. we are Weezer. Gives The Angel and The One a a 12.5, which is a really good rating. Yeah. Because, yes, we have discovered 13 is the highest. Yes.
1: To get (laughs) a 12.5.
0: That's really good.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this song deserves it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think go listen to it right now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, or hopefully you did right before you busted out this episode. Mm -hmm. But I think after hearing everything that we've had to say you have to go listen to it now right Mm -hmm. yeah just re re familiarize with it because it's so good all right uh we will be right back to say before we uh, get out of here?
1: Well, I mean you can find me on my meme account um, and you can also find me on my on the Facebook group that I am a moderator of, which is Weezer Shitposting um, and you can also, if you want to, you can message me on Facebook. My uh, name is Nikki Enloe um, E-N-L-O-E and feel free to shoot me a message and we can talk about Weezer or basically anything you want to.
0: Yes. Um, and don't forget to go check out our charity mug with Nikki's yes. design on it. Mm-hmm. So next we have Perfect Situations 22. I'm not sure what's we're doing or what I'm mm-hmm. doing. You can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer. And we also have a website, weareweezer.com. Um, please leave us a review, a nice review, and a high star rating on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you so much, Brian, for the sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you for coming back and for all of your time, Nikki. Um, thank you. Yeah. I think, all right. I think that's it. Any other shout outs for the, the peeps
1: out there? Um, I'll give a quick shout out. Um, I know I talked about her earlier, but Olivia. um, she's great, and I know how much she loves Weezer, um and also my friend Emily. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I really appreciate this opportunity, and I'm glad I got to be on this podcast.
0: Oh well, um, thank you. Thank you for coming, and I love all of your stuff. and thank you all. <laughs> um, I think that like you're gonna be a very successful uh, engineer. <laughs> Very soon. Yeah. Um, Awesome. And best of luck with everything. And (laughs) thank you. All right. So we'll see you guys later. Adios. Bye bye.
1: We are Weezer and I love you.
0: You want to say bye?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't sure if I should say anything.
0: You can say some. Well, you don't have to say adios, but you can say bye or see you later or something.
1: All right. I'll see you guys later. I don't know (laughs) what to say. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That
0: is awesome. All right. I am going to stop now. Okay.